This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street production. You've discovered your link to GoPowerCat.com's PowerCat Overtime Podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor, and it starts right now. Now, let's go to the WTC Gig-Powered Studios. Here's your host, GoPowerCat.com publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to the Overtime. Pop champagne and other things, Ryan Gilbert is on the first overtime of his life this might be traumatic for a young man who has led a sheltered life in the suburbs of kansas city Um, but this is the equivalent of a bear attack to your senses because nothing that happens in this podcast will have any purpose or saving grace there's just no no reasonable explanation for why we do this other than this People ask us dumb questions. We provide them with stupid answers. It's the overtime. We're sponsored by The Fridge. Get into The Fridge when you're in Manhattan. If you're ever allowed to leave your house, get into The Fridge. It's right here in Manhattan. You'll be able to find it real easily because there'll be a giant line of people as soon as they're allowed to leave their home. Everyone's thirsty. Solve that at The Fridge. Zach Carlson, Tim Fitzgerald, and the new guy, Ryan Newbie Plebe Gilly Gilbert, RG, as he takes over that mantle from that other guy who we will not mention ever again. He's gone. Hooray. Uh, actually, Riley Gates is now with 24-7 News Desk and is kicking butt, probably writing 17 stories in a minute as we speak. A task. The guy cranks out more fast copy than anyone I've ever seen, and he said he's nowhere near the fastest on the news desk. A collection of freaks, that is. A collection of freaks. Speaking of freaks, uh, Ryan, welcome to the show. What'd you say? Um, Thank you so much. I just called, be a lot of fun. I called you a freak. Uh, do you feel like your innocence and uh, uh, lack of exposure to all the vile things in the world that I've seen will make you a better contributor to the overtime. Interesting. I'd hope so. I just turned 21, so I can finally talk about some alcoholic beverages, but I, I think I will be a good addition to this, yes. Now that we can say this, uh, did you drink before you were 21? I'm so drunk, I can barely see. Uh, my door is shut. Yeah, I did. Yeah, Make don't... sure my mom didn't hear me. Yeah. <laughs> What's she going to do? Yeah, what, really? Exactly. Uh, tell her Fitz is going to come over and talk to her. Oh, oh, scary. Oh, 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 shiver my timbers. Okay. Yeah. Come on over. Yeah. I actually live probably 30 seconds away from Aggieville, so yes. Oh, when you're in Manhattan, you're like that close to Aggieville? Oh, yeah. You know, like Jeff's Pizza and um, Outer Rim. 
right across the street from there. Oh, those uh, townhomes? No, it's just a normal little house. Oh, okay. But uh, right there on the corner, I just gave away my house. But <laughs> yes, <laughs> ladies, TP it. Now you know nobody's there right now. Is. If you want to go have a party. That'd be interesting. Nobody's in Aggieville, so why do that? I can do that in my <laughs> out by my fire pit. I've got chairs set up that are socially distanced, so my neighbors can come over. All right. Yeah, it's these are fun times. These are we're doing this via Zoom as we Zoom everything right now, online meeting, and so it's not just a phone call. We can all see each other, and uh, it's not pretty. It's I mean. <laughs> I did shave yesterday, so that was last night. I shaved my head. I shaved my my goatee down to the two setting, so you, it's silver. You can't really even see it, uh, and uh, it, it looks fantastic. I, l- I look like a big thumb. I look like a thumb with eyebrows right now. Look away! I'm I'm hideous. You used to have a shirt on. I do have a shirt on. It would add a whole another level of this. We have some Tiger King questions in this podcast, so I could just wear a wife beater. You know the new, the new. If you haven't watched Tiger King, uh, I'm sorry you're left out of all this awesomeness, um, and you are you are probably vacant in life. You just don't have anything important to you if you haven't watched this on Netflix yet. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. It's Carol at Big Cat Rescue. Uh, but the new zoo that's going to be relocated is going to be by that world's biggest casino there, Zach, in... Uh, yep, in Thackerville. Thackerville, yeah, southern Oklahoma, right across the border from Texas. Uh, that's exciting because now you can go to the world's largest casino, the largest collection of slot machines mankind has ever known. Even the yeah, Egyptians. calling it a casino is, yeah, it, yeah. It, nobody, I don't like that casino for a lot of reasons. The casino has about four tables for gambling and all slot machines. I don't know. Maybe they have more tables. Yep. I didn't see them. But uh, Brett Regan and I wandered through there one time. We stayed there. We had a, a mandate trip that was really awesome and uh, on a basketball swing. So we stayed there because um, I wanted to. And that wouldn't surprise me if – the Tiger King band was playing that night at the casino because we found a bar kind of way down in the casino. I mean, you had to walk a long ways from the hotel. Yeah, we stayed at the hotel. And there was a band there. There was a great, like, 80s, 90s cover band out of Dallas that was playing in the casino. But uh, the collection of rednecks dancing to the music, including one guy and a wife beater uh, and overalls with only one strap done, the other one hanging down to make him look cool. <laughs> Um, dancing to the music after watching Tiger King, you can understand that that's fairly common in Oklahoma. That was a demographic that I don't think we all appreciate about Oklahoma. It's uh, a different world down there. Cause I saw Tiger. I'm I'm excited we get to talk about it. If you haven't watched Tiger King, you need to, and it'll just make you feel better about yourself. Right, guys? I mean, I didn't realize I had my crap together so well until I watched Tiger King. These people are a mess. Do you think the show would be so popular if we weren't all trapped inside? Yeah. Yes. I don't I think do. I don't think it would be as uh what's the word I'm looking for? As hot right now. Viral. Viral. Ironically, Probably. because we are all communicating and recommending it to each other 
but I think it would be very popular. I mean, just the fact that you've got a complete mullet-wearing redneck homosexual that owns tigers, I don't know how you get better than that in America. I mean, that's pretty much, that's pretty awesome. And, oh, did I mention murder-plotting, redneck, mullet-wearing, homosexual, tiger-owning guy who does country music? And runs for president as a libertarian. Would you vote for him, Fitz? Would you you vote for him as a libertarian? You know, actually, he said things in his strange little voice and scrunched-up nose that I agreed with. Um, His campaign manager that laid out his... His things were was pretty in line with me. Yeah, us libertarians are just we we come in all shapes and sizes. There's the serious ones like me, and then there's just the flat out weird ones like him. Why are you a libertarian? I don't know. I just want to own tigers. Okay, well that's cool, man. That's good. We all gotta have dreams. We're sponsored by The Fridge. You ask us questions, we answer. Fitz and Zach and Gilly are here to entertain your souls. Feed your vacant lives. Zach, bring it on. From King Jim 77. These are rapid fire questions for Ryan. So Ooh, rapid only Ryan. Oh, for Ryan. Okay, oh I'll sit back. Yeah. Uh, what is your earliest or most vivid K-State sports memory? My earliest would probably be... But I'd say Vividwood's probably beating KU in 2008. That was something that I will never forget. Um, Did you get to go to the game? No, I was watching in my mom and dad's room alone. Because I remember my brother had to go to some church event, and they had paused it and recorded it, so I was ahead of them in the other room, and I wasn't cheering or anything, so I do remember that. But that was that's the first game that I really do remember just almost everything about a game, K-State game. What is your favorite K-State football player of all time and your favorite basketball player of all time? Favorite basketball player would have to be Kurt Kelly. Um, I wore number 24 when I was a kid playing basketball just for him. And I know that's not just the recency little bias there from the, from the Xavier game we all saw the other day on CBS. But Kurt Kelly would be my favorite basketball player. My favorite football player, I have to go with Colin Klein. Good guy off the field and... Great family man, so Kong Klein. Do you follow any other teams, college or professional, in any other sports? Um, no, I'm a big diehard Chiefs fan, diehard Royals fan. Um, other than that, though, I don't really cheer for anyone else. I have my podcast that I do where I talk about the Big 12, so I keep up to date with them, but I certainly am not a KU fan or um, any other Big 12 school for that matter. But uh, in the KC area, I cheer for all of them. Do you do any other activities on campus, and what are your career goals? Um, on campus, I'm pretty involved with our student radio station, Wildcat 919. Um, I do work for K-State. I work for HGTV, so all the stuff you see on the Jumbotron and all the stuff on ESPN+, Plus. unfortunately, we, we put that together. Um, and then my, my dream, my career goals, is that the question? I, was, I think I would – I don't know. It's kind of changing a lot. I would love to be on the air talking, um, whether that's on the radio, on TV, but any job with sports journalism, I'd be happy to do, whether it's writing, reporting, whatever it may be. Um, something within the sports world, though. I mean, I'm a journalism student at K-State. My outside concentration is sports. From KSU Cat 80, Fitz, 
it's time for some reflection. Uh, show off your Go Power Cat legacy tree by naming your former employees, where they are now, and what they're doing career-wise. I believe you have much to be proud of. Thank you. I do. Uh, the first, you know, first of all, D. Scott Fritchin was a part-time employee who had um, advanced to full-time a long time ago, 2000, I'm not sure. Um, and he's never left. Of course, I have him chained to his desk. He doesn't have an opportunity to leave. I've, he's actually in a hostage situation, if you want to call the authorities. But Dee's been with me since he was a young guy. <clears throat> I've watched his style evolve, not as a writer. I'm talking about his clothing style. Um, when he start, when he first came to K-State, he was from Orlando. So he had this completely out-of-culture dress style that was amazing. Um, and from a predominantly black high school, so he just had a different, I don't know what I want to say, uh, cadence to how he spoke. It was amazing. Still does. But, yeah, I'm incredibly proud of him. He was really the first one. I've had a number of other part-timers, but in terms of part-timers that I promoted into full-time, uh, Shane Howard was my first video guy I brought on. Uh, Shane is incredibly talented. What's he doing today? He's kind of uh, living a creative life. And I seriously mean that. He got into filmmaking. He's, he was the first person to work on My Cities, which were the video series we did briefly, where we'd actually go to a player's city in the off season. And the Jacob Pullen one from Chicago was incredible. But, but those were really cool productions. Um, and then, of course, Ryan Wallace took his place, and um, Wally's works in the video department for Garmin in Kansas City, still works with us on recruiting, and uh, did that great Shane Southwell interview that was up. He's a really, really talented dude. Then we kind of went without a full-time person. Zach and Katie Johnston stepped into the breach, and um, I hired Katie her sophomore year. Once Ryan left, I, I brought her on um, to help Zach. I recognized her talent. She now works for CBS News and actually works in Fort Worth doing um, online news for all of the biggest affiliates. So you'll see her in the New York and Boston and L.A. markets doing their online news for whatever channel that is, the CBS channel. It's pretty incredible. She's really, really talented. Of course, Zach's still with me. Um, he, too, is hostage. In fact, I've got him in his mother's basement right now, and he's <laughs> he's never being allowed to leave. So that's worked out well for me. On the writing side, Matt Hall was my first kind of in that basketball slot that we've had on and off for for many years. And Matt was, uh, I mean, tremendous hire. I mean, he just really, really good at he, at his job. He still is. He's, you know, our competition now. Matt's a really talented guy. He moved on to the Rivals Network, and unfortunately Rivals downsized, and he got caught up into that. And he ended up in retail, which kind of broke my heart because I know how talented he was. And now he's back in the industry, uh, which is good. I just wish he wasn't the competition because uh, he's part of this uh, family we have um, and always will be. And then uh, I hired a guy named Rob Cassidy, really took a shot in the dark on Rob, didn't know much about him. And uh, he turned out to be incredible. He works for Rivals also. He's one of the recruiting guys based in Miami. And um, we're still really tight. Rob, Rob has grown so much as a reporter um, but just had this fearless thing about him. There's no other compliment I can give Rob better than Frank Martin referring to him as my bag man. Fitz, you got to <laughs> stop your bag man from asking these stupid questions. Like They're not stupid questions, Frank. They're just challenging questions. Man, man, you need something to ask. You just turn the bag man list. Okay, Frank. And then 
after that, Brett Regan stepped in and uh, did a great job. He's in Austin. He's worked for a couple entities now in Austin doing online reporting sports stuff. And uh, uh, he and I became really close in his time when he was here. And, and then uh, Riley Gates kind of filled in. Uh, when Brett left, Riley took over on a part-time basis and actually started with us full-time while he was a senior in college. And his growth was incredible. Um, how how much better he got from someone just learning how to write to a guy that can absolutely crank out stuff. And um, now, he, as you probably know, he works 24-7 news desk because he just moved over there. So, yeah, we've we've done a good job. I mean – you know, even back in the early days, the people identified uh, to help us out with Powercat Illustrated, the magazine, uh, Jeremy Crabtree was helping out. And, you know, Crabby went on to be one of the strongest national recruiting guys. In fact, being director of recruiting for ESPN for a long time, now works for KMBC Channel 9 and uh, with their online stuff in Kansas City. And um, a guy named Bobby Burton, who was my first national recruiting guy I used with um, – Powercat Illustrated, and Bobby had the National Recruiting Advisor at Austin, and that dude ended up uh, being one of the early employees of Rivals.com that got me on board there and one of the founders of 24-7 Sports with with Shannon Terry. I've been blessed. I, I recruit well. Gilbert, don't screw it up. Don't, <laughs> don't like, get arrested or anything. I mean, I haven't hit 100. I mean, I've I've had over 1,000. I guess I, I, I did hit 100 during my baseball career, now I think about it. Um, I haven't hit a thousand. I mean, it's we've had some misses, but it's it's great. It's one of the things I love about this is being able to help young journalists. And honestly, I view my jobs as, um, for the most part, pass through jobs. I want to help young guys and gals and move them on to other things. I want to prep them for a full career, simply because covering Kansas State, you know, you don't have the resources to pay like you do with the Texas and Michigan and. Oklahoma or a lot of those bigger schools where you have exponentially more subscribers and traffic. So, but yeah, it's been a good run. We've enjoyed it an awful lot. I've been blessed. Um, and I'm, I'm really happy Ryan that you asked me randomly to be on your podcast because I think we hit it off and I was impressed with you from, from day one. Um, and as of now, I don't know if you're an IV drug user. So that's good that I don't know that because, I mean, if you are doing the heroin on the side, just don't let it come into the workplace. We've got – I sent you my my job. You know, I gave you the new employee speech by way yeah. of text. Yeah. And it basically was, excuse my language, uh, take care of your shit. That was, that was pretty much, um, you know, go go do things, be creative, come up with ideas. And if you want to start a new idea, take care of your shit. And there's really only two types of employees in this world. And this is on, this is an honest assessment of how I run my business and how I think everyone needs to approach this. There's only two types of employees, ones that make your life easier and ones that make your life more difficult. And every employee that stays with me makes my life easier, period. That's the bottom line. If you're making my life more difficult, if I have to constantly babysit you and overlook things and clean up your mess, you're not going to survive. But if you make my life easier, I'm going to keep you around because I get to sit around and not do as much. So <laughs> that works out for the boss. And that's true of any job. Thanks for that question. That was a cool question. Oh, yeah. Shut up, Todd. From Win the Dang Day 2001, what is the best sports documentary you have seen lately? That's a good question. 
I mentioned it last week. I watched the Kobayashi 30 for 30. That was pretty good. Is that really a sports <laughs> oh, documentary? Yeah. Is that Did hot ESPN dogs. make it? Uh, that's true. Does ESPN cover the hot dog eating contest every year on the 4th of July, which I hope doesn't get canceled this Ooh. year? Oh, Ooh. man. You might have viruses but. on your wiener. Now, that's not about the hot dog eating contest. Now, don't say that. Um, I think that falls under the entertainment part of ESPN. Entertainment the e of Sports ESPN. Programming Network. Yeah, it's the E. Uh, the, the Aaron Hernandez thing was amazing. How he slipped into murder is amazing to me. Guys at NFL tight end. And just out decides to murder people. Hey, I should ask you this, uh, newbie. Have you murdered anyone? Uh, no, I have not. Have you contemplated murdering? Mm, no, I have not either. That's a lie. Everyone has stopped and thought, how can I get away with murdering this person? Okay. How, how would no, I... You're not wrong. ...murder someone? I've got a great plan. i got a great plan, uh, but... I'm not going to talk about it because then I know my plan uh, cover someone in sardine oil and feed them to tigers. <laughs> no, that's not my plan. My plan is actually hire this guy that has a teardrop tattoo and give him a crossbow and send him down to Florida and do it that way. Yeah, that's a badass plan. Give him $3,000 when you said you'd give him $5,000 and then hope he doesn't get drunk on the way down and chicken out and just go to South Carolina to live in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now what could possibly go wrong with that plan? I am never going to financially recover from this. Nothing. Uh, nothing. Nothing, you're right. I did watch uh, the F1 series on Netflix. Oh, yeah, you Drive love that. That's, yeah. It's really good. If you, if you, Even if you're not into racing, it's a really good series. It's it's more about the, the people behind it, the characters, more so than the racing and the results of the race. You don't even really find out who wins the races when they cover them. Like it's, it's about the drivers. It's about the, you know, everyone else kind of, like I said last week, but I, uh, that's, that's a really good one. When I get sit down and watch stuff, I, I tend not to, you know, go watch a sports documentary. I kind of want to go into a different direction and watch something else, but I am looking forward. I'm just thrilled that ESPN moved up the Michael Jordan documentary. So that'll be appearing in yeah. a couple of weeks now because that thing's going to be amazing. I think it, all of us are excited to see it. Uh, and I hope a new season of marble racing takes place. Uh, Zach, maybe you and I could do <clears throat> a behind the scenes uh, documentary about the marble racing, interview the teams, just really break, break it down. So far, nobody has anything for White Widow. Big Pearl, bump off the wall. She loses second place. Rastafarian gets up there instead as they snake through this little chicane. Grasshopper back and forth, Lollipop still holding in fifth, no other marbles in sight. Big Pearl loses another spot and now falls back to fifth. Meanwhile, huge lead, White Widow is going to cross the line and win the race. I've interviewed inanimate objects before. I bet you. In high school, one of my first videos I made, I interviewed the best water fountain in our high school. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I don't even remember what the the requirement of the project was, but like old Manhattan high school, like this is one of the last years that Manhattan high school was like really crappy before they upgraded everything and renovated it. But there was this water fountain in D hall that was literally the coldest water fountain in the school. Like it was a different model than all the rest of them, but it had the coldest water. It was the best tasting, most refreshing. 
And like, if you asked, you know, to go to the bathroom or go get a drink or whatever, and the teacher's like, you've been gone for a while. Like, where you been? And like, you tell them, well, I was at the Oasis and the, the teachers would just kind of like, let you off the hook. Like it wasn't really a big deal. If you went down to the, the D hall to drink the best water. I, uh, uh, I, hmm. are you guys but, water fountain? Do you guys use those in public? I know not now, obviously you wouldn't only in times of desperation. Yeah. Like if I don't have a, if I'm at the gym and I don't have a water bottle. Yeah. That's really about the only yeah, time. The gym's about the only place I'll I'll do that. Yeah, that, but usually you try bringing your own stuff. The one at the fraternity was named Halsey Taylor. It was the brand. It was on the front, so everyone knows Halsey Taylor very well. He was a prominent member of the Pike House. So, <laughs> introducing the Two Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Next question is from Cat 8 Brand new. This is his first post or her post. Welcome, Salina Cat Eight. Yeah. Let us know if you know Fitz. Hometown. Let us know if you like Martinelli's. Salina rocks. Cozy in. Scheme. Martinelli's. Go ahead. If you had to choose, if you had to do a 14 day quarantine with a movie star, whom would you choose? Uh, Holly Berry. Which would be awkward. Definitely not Tom Hanks. Yeah, he's he's definitely not the guy to have. <laughs> well, Mal. Now he's good. We think he's good to go. Holly Berry. I'll go Will Ferrell. Oh, solid. Keep it funny. What if you found out that in real life, like uh, when Will Ferrell isn't on being the funny guy, he's like really boring, like around the house. Yeah, he's like that's one, what I always feel like. They're everyone famous, or or the opposite, they're just over the top, obnoxious all the time, and you can't take them, and you want to kill them. <laughs> it's funny for two hours watching a movie, but right, like I feel, for I feel days. like Jack Black is that way. Like, just shut up, mm-hmm. dude. This is the same stuff over and over. It's not that good. It's just over and over. Um, Zach, I'll go Stone Street. I'll go Stone Street because I would pitch him ideas for him to do. Now that now that Modern Family's done, he needs some ideas. Maybe he'll produce something. Maybe he'd pick up a show that I want to create. You know, I don't know. Just pitch him for 14 days. Annoy <laughs> the heck out of him. Um, yeah, Stone Street would be awesome. I don't know. I mean, but do I really want to hang out with an unemployed guy? I, mean, I, got, a, I got my own brand. I mean, the guy doesn't have a job. Do I want exactly? To be... You're giving him jobs to do. You're oh. saying, "Hey, pay me to do this." Yeah, that's not bad. But uh, residual money. 
I honestly, it'd probably be Michael Bublé. Michael just sing to me, and I just kind of fawn over him. It'd be really uncomfortable for both of us. He'd want out of that house so badly. That'd be make me very happy. Moving on to Exhausted Nihilist. What is your favorite takeout place for food? Oh, man. This Tough one. This is bad. This is you know our answer. I know. And, and look, I'm all about eating local. Eat local, eat local, eat local. But, man, I love Chili's fajitas and their shrimp tacos so much. I get Chili's all the time. And now they're doing home delivery for free. They brought yeah, me my chilies. chilies. Gives you, chilies gives you so much free stuff, too. Like, every day, you got a free, you get free <laughs> chips and salsa, or sometimes they'll give you queso, or sometimes it's a free app. Like, man, and you get it on a Tuesday, you get a burger for like six bucks, an appetizer for free if they give that to you, chips and salsa. Like, you can eat for days for like 10 bucks from Chili's <laughs> if you time it right. It's amazing. Although our takeout the other night cost us fifty dollars, I'm still no, unclear. We got two thirty nine last night. It was like ninety bucks. Wow. That was it. Was it carry out or delivered? We uh, carried out. When this whole thing started, my last meal in Kansas City, I went to Jack Stack, and we've now eaten three of the six pounds of meat that I got. The other three's in the freezer. Might be time to bring it down and get it ready to cook. It's so good. Had a Pound of brisket, pound of beef burn ins, and a pound of sausage. Two pounds a piece. But that's what's up in the freezer. It was awesome. It was a brilliant Ryan, move. So, Ryan, what's your favorite Kansas City barbecue be, place? Oh, oh, favorite Kansas City. Oh. I'm an Oklahoma Joe's guy. Probably yeah. my favorite if I had to pick. For Joe's. Call about a classic favorite. name, too. Yeah, yeah, my bad. I'm a. <laughs> no, that's good. I, Oklahoma Joe's to me. Gen Z. See, for me, it's like. Asking me what my favorite drink is, you know, every, you know, some nights it's a Woodford Reserve on the rocks and some nights it's a absolute Citron water splash of seven, you know, different places are for different times. If I want to kind of sit down and really enjoy a meal, I go to Jack Stack in the Fred house. If I just want to sit down and destroy some incredible barbecue, I go to a Joe's location. You know, I've come into Q39. It's really good. If I want to just really feel like I'm eating authentic Kansas City barbecue, I'll swing through a Gates and get yelled at. I mean, I don't know if you can help me. I'm looking at the menu, and it's hard to concentrate on the menu when you're yelling, Hi, can I help you? Hi, can I help you? No, I don't know. Leave me alone. I got to order. So much pressure it gets. got to order from outside in the parking lot. Yeah. The door's open. Now you do. Yeah. Yeah. But so is that Manhattan only, or can that be anywhere that I want? It can be anywhere. Anywhere. You guys ever had Minsky's Pizza? No. I, I know that's not what you time, think of takeout, but I love me some Minsky's. Is that like Probably a childhood time thing? Back like ten years ago. Like you grew up as a kid eating Minsky's, and now it's just like burned into your uh, taste buds. No, honestly, it's only been the last couple of years. I work at Pizza Hut actually right now. I'm kind of a delivery boy for. The time being during this time, so I I consider myself a pizza expert. I think Minsky's is is the best. 
Hmm. I'll have to have some Minsky's when I'm in Kansas City. What's Come on that? over. Yeah, just drop in. <laughs> Spread my cancer all over your house. Say what? <laughs> I don't know how that works. I'm not a scientist. Kirk Herbstreit is, but I'm not a scientist. Six feet. Six feet. Well, when, when you got a belly the size of mine, you've been social distancing for a while. <laughs> so do I have to measure from like my tip of my nose or the end of my belly? Because it's like, that's the difference between, you know, five feet or seven feet. <laughs> uh, you know, do, or is it like my my middle? I don't I don't know how this works. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll do six feet. Okay. Right in the middle. Okay. Also from Exhausted Nihilist, what is your go-to food you make at home during the quarantine? Mm. My wife didn't understand mine. She didn't get it. Well, yeah, you're at home. You're both at home. You don't make anything, do you? <laughs> Something in the oven for 20 minutes. Yeah, whatever. I make Freezer. a sandwich. Is that considered you know, making? I mean, when you're at home, yeah, do you just... Do you make a sandwich all the time? Do you got soup you throw on all the time? I eat a lot of frozen foods. Yeah. Frozen meals. So that's how I usually do it. And some ramen. Peanut butter jelly sandwich. Oh, yes. You hit it right there. I bought 12 packages of chicken ramen, 12 packages of beef ramen. Because I told my wife, if it really hits the fan, we've got this. We've got (laughs) something to put in our gut and be happy about it. Uh, I love ramen. I mean, I, I think I'm today for lunch after we're done with this nonsense. I think I might just have some chicken ramen, maybe a double. I love ramen too. What kind? What's it your favorite flavor? Chicken. Yeah, yeah, the chicken's the best. The chickens here have wonderful lives before we harvest them, so you can eat them. Zach, yeah. do you do ramen? The only times that I remember eating ramen were on Boy Scout campouts. I think we probably did it three or four times because it's like cheap. You know, everybody pitches in like ten bucks for each campout to to go out. So you got like sixty bucks, which is never really enough for what you need because you're you know you're gonna get some meat too for one of the meals. But feels like ramen was always kind of like one of those staples. But I never really never really cared for ramen. It was just kind of mm. yeah, whatever. Not really. It's cheap. It's the new, cheap. yeah, it's cheap, but flavor packets are not really my thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Another thing, though, I guess this kind of counts for takeout. It's kind of both. Good Sense is selling like deli meat for five bucks a pound. Wow, which is like mm. the best. Hello. That's like the best deal that you can possibly get. Like if if you went to the grocery store, you can't beat five bucks for a pound of ham or turkey or whatever. And so on Saturday, that. I went. They'll probably I deliver think they will. Because I can't leave. I went in and got two pounds of ham, a pound of Swiss, and like they'll give you some bread. Like it's it's a good deal. So I've got that to hold me over for a week here too. In addition, to my peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> but my answer, my I paid final like 20, answer, twenty bucks. Popcorn chicken, the anytizers from Tyson, with some nice French fries and some honey mustard during nice. this quarantine. That's been getting me through. Nice. What kind of French fries? Just the basic, the crinkle cut, basic ones you can get from Walmart. Oh, Zach. Mm. Zach, you're not a crinkle cut guy, are you? Crinkle cut fries are the worst. Yeah. But. No. No. Yeah, they are. What's your favorite? Here we go. Don't say curly. Uh, Regular, I mean, like regular straight fries. I can't really think of any, like one place that I'm like, ah, I love the fries, but. Um. Arby's curly fries are better than any oh. sort of crinkle cut. 
Can I just quit my job right now? No. Is that okay? No, I need you. <laughs> no. This is the kind of stuff you find out about your coworkers on the overtime. Some really troubling crap. <laughs> well, even and not the, the curly, just Arby's in general, man. You're kidding me. I love Arby's. Oh, oh man. Oh, man. Well, I, I, RG. Uh, when I really want to eat healthy, uh, that's what I consider healthy, I'll go get a half-pound roast beef sandwich with a side of mozzarella sticks, and I cover a lot of food groups. I got the protein, you know, I got the meat, I got the bread group, and I got the uh, mozzarella stick group. I guess and the be top dairy. one that is just grease. Yeah, the grease group. <laughs> grease group is uh, one of the corners um, of my food pyramid. The other corner is tots. So grease and tots are kind of the base of my diet. Well, you can tell by looking at me. And that's why you're so fat. You can just tell. That's a guy who loves a good tot and some grease. So why is pizza unhealthy? I don't understand that. It's Pe- full of good ingredients. It's got basically the food pyramid on it. The whole, yes. It's got it's got dairy. It's got bread. It's got meats. It's I don't understand either, man. I mean, yeah, it's got if, veggies if you do a supreme. Yeah, and if you're really weird and put pineapple on it, you can get fruit. I don't agree with you. I think you're weird, but you can get fruit on a pizza if you're a weirdo. He's absolutely right. It's going to stick with that. Weirdos. Yeah. All right, moving on. KFC number one. If you were Tiger King, and this is like, it's not rapid fire, but it's a bunch of questions here. So if you were Tiger King, what would your name be? What would the, the name of your park be? Who is your sworn enemy, your lifestyle choice or preference? Would cats roam Bill Snyder Family Stadium if, or would live cats roam the stadium and, when you attend games? Uh, what level of government would you run for office and in what state? And when the law eventually comes for you, where would you hide out at? You know, uh, I've thought about this. I would not be a tiger collector. I would have a poodle reserve. The The standard poodles running wild. We'd have poodle petting sessions you could pay for. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you got to have a place for the poodles to live in their natural environment. So, you know, big open area where they can bark at stuff. I'd be the poodle king, which doesn't have the quite macho sound as the tiger king. Uh, but uh, that's how I'm going to roll. And I feel like I'll get uh, the moderate vote when I run for governor or Senate. I'd probably run for Senate, which, you know, it's good to be the moderate because I feel like poodles just kind of really bring us all together in the middle. It's because even the cat people are like, yeah, they're, they're, they're nice, too. And the dog people are like, well, they're dogs. I just feel like that that's really kind of what I want to be. And I'd probably be I'd turn it into a cult. Like Doc, what's his name? I'd probably have a cult. I'd set up a whole Doc religion. Uh, you know, if I was single, I'd certainly set up a whole religion based on me having sex with people, preferably females. But, you know, as, <laughs> as a poodle owner, who knows? I don't know. I mean, you know, if I got wrapped up in the lifestyle, I would not have a mullet. Uh, I, I, just, I don't think there's any place in, acceptable in our society for a mullet. Except the sidelines at Oklahoma State football field. Oh yes, Gilly. What would be your answer to this question? Mm. It's a good question. It's very thoughtful. Um, I would be. I kind of like your idea, but monkeys are my favorite animal. And oh. if it were to be a dog, I, I love monkeys. I think they're awesome. But 
I think it would be a golden doodle, not a poodle. I just want to throw that out there. But oh, man. I'd, I'd be the, the golden doodle whisperer. It'd be great. But I don't know. That's like that's the, a good question. you know, for me, that's like the liger. You've got ligers that are the lion tiger mix, and that's essentially what a golden doodle is. You got the golden retriever and the poodle out there having sex, just doing <laughs> weird stuff. They shouldn't be bred together, but you end up with a liger, a golden doodle. Well, they're cuter than poodles. Oh, man. You haven't seen my poodles. Am I fired? No. You're you're just on double secret probation. <laughs> Zach? I think if I was the Tiger King, I'd probably have, like, a military persona, but, like, oh. completely fake. Like, I'm wearing, like, like, military fatigues, but, like, I was never in the military. I'm just pretending it's, like, stolen valor stuff, but, like, I'm acting like I'm real. Kind of like when Joe Exotic put on the EMT jacket. That was flex ever. one of the greatest <laughs> moments of the series. Employee gets her arm bit off. Next thing you know, Joe Exotic's in an EMT jacket. Where, where the hell did that come from? Like, it's just been in his closet. And, oh, she's injured? I'll be right back. Instead of running to help her, get the, get the EMT get coat. Get the park stretcher. Get the park stretcher. We have our own stretcher. I, it was amazing. <laughs> it was just amazing. And I would I would have no hesitation to walk into my own gift shop where there's customers saying, sorry, folks, park's closed. A tiger just bit off an employee's arm. That's, we're closed. Oh, wanna, you want to hear it from me before you hear it on the news. Yeah. I can get you a rain check, a refund, a discount. What can I do for you? But no, I would, I would, I would still have tigers. But I'd probably make this persona where I'd be like this decorated war veteran that never actually went to war because you got to be trashy, um, sworn enemy. I don't know. Like it's got to be like a, a country, probably like Russia, like anti-Russia or I don't know, some random country. Just you don't like them. And and if I had uh, to hide from the law, there's no doubt where I'd go hide from the law. Carol Baskin's place because they can't find a body there, so they, they probably can't find me. <laughs> Live under the septic tank. Yeah, the septic tank's uh, probably got a whole apartment yeah. under there. Yeah. Uh, your lifestyle choice or preference, I'd probably just, I don't know, be normal. I wouldn't have a bunch of girls or guys. I wouldn't make it culty. I might have like staff dress up like military as if they're like part of my army, like Zach's army park or something. That's probably what I'd name it. I don't know. But with tigers, I probably run for the Senator, not president or anything. Don't, senator. Yeah, don't get not, not representative Senator, like statewide thing just for, for whatever. I feel like that would be the best thing there. Where would I hide? I don't know. Probably my own compound. It'd be a bad shootout when they come get me. <laughs> Would you just go ahead and buy land in Waco to set this thing up? (laughs) It wouldn't be a small Waco, like Joe Exotic said. It'd be just a, it'd be a blip. Hey, it's the feds. Ah, shoot. All right. That's what it'd be. Did anyone else watch that show and like, how the hell did he really feed these animals? The meat truck from Walmart. There's no way that meat truck fed more than four tigers a day. And he had like 200. it fed a lot of tigers, and it fed the pizza because that's how they oh, made the so pizza. Gross. Expired meat on the <laughs> pizza. There had to be some really fishy stuff going on because they all looked healthy. It's not like the tigers looked like they were suffering and starving. They had to be just feeding them. I'm wondering if they weren't getting roadkill from the highway. Oh, they were. 
Huh. I mean, uh. dead, if they were getting enough dead cattle, like if, you know, if a cow dies out in the field, they were bringing them in, I guess. So I don't, hmm. I don't really know. I don't know. Carol Baskin could probably throw in some husbands. Yeah. Probably she could rip through a husband a week. I don't know. Would you marry Carol Baskin if she had millions and millions of dollars? Oh, hell no. 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 Knowing what I know now, no. No. That poor guy. And I even if even if I had seen the cat print, I would have been like, no. <laughs> Last question of the podcast from King Jim seventy seven. If you could be a member of any sitcom family, who would it be? Oh, there's no doubt it'd be the modern family. The dumpies. No, no doubt in my mind. Love them. Awesome. Amazing. Amazing. Just a whole collection of incredible people. There's no doubt in my mind. Or I would go back uh, and be part of the Sanford and Son cast because I kind of walk like Fred Sanford now. I know that's a really dated reference. Uh, Gilly has no idea what I'm talking about with Red Fox, the comic, nope. but it was uh, it was fantastic. I mean, I, I feel like I'm turning into him, the white version of him. I don't know. But, yeah, probably. You remember the middle? Family. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really watch it, but I remember it. I like that show a lot, so I'd be a member of the Heck family on there. I'm impressed you That's knew the family. <laughs> uh, for me... I kind of want to be in the Letterkenny family. I don't really know oh, if it's really a true family because there's only a couple siblings, but being a part of that would be fun. Now let's cover this. Letterkenny is a Hulu show. It's Canadian. Yeah. So it's got that kind of English-Canadian humor going on with Canadian accents. I've laughed every time you showed me a clip, but I have not started watching it yet. It's good. I still need to finish the rest of the seasons because they've just released a whole bunch of them in the last year or so. But Let, I enjoy it. Letter Kenny, it's a lot of good humor. Letterkenny's on my list of shows that I'm saving just in case this thing goes on a long time. Like, I can't get out and ever watch a movie. Can't get out to do anything. I've just got to sit in my house and watch TV. Like, the new season of Ozark came out, and I didn't dive right in. I'm like, I'm going to save it. I'm just going gonna, gonna to hold on to it. I'm going to hold on to Have you watched the other two seasons? Uh Uh-huh. It's great. Great show. I still haven't started. That'll probably be my next show. Great. Um, I just started watching The Wire, so that's hanging on to that. Been holding on to that for years, and I'm on, like, episode six of the first season. So, I don't know. I wouldn't be in that family. That family's really dysfunctional. That's it? That's all of it we got? That's it. That's all we got. Uh, Ryan, on a scale of one to ten, how did your first overtime experience go? Ten. Ten. ten really? Well, I I think you'll settle in and pretty soon be oversharing like I do on the overtime. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll just kind of settle into the format, kind of begin to feel the vibe. It's kind of vibe. It's hard to yeah. it's hard to get the vibe when we're all in separate places on Zoom. Mm-hmm. There's that little delay after you say something, and then there's. Silence. I, I cut all those out so nobody knows that exists. There's, yeah, I, I, edited right, I didn't say that. Cut that out. No, I'm going to leave it in there so the, <laughs> so people appreciate the kind of effort and magic I put into making these podcasts uh, award winning. We've won lots. Everyone's of turned it off anyway. Uh, yeah, we've yeah, exactly. We've won a lot of awards. Now they're just awards I printed off the internet, and you know I have on like just white paper, but they're awards. They count count towards my ego. 
We'll be back next week with more podcasts. We've got podcasts coming all the time. We got the Life Fits podcast. We got the Overtime podcast. We got the Questions podcast. We threw in a Sources podcast. Maybe we'll do more Sources podcasts because it's a perfect format just to call people up. Kind of like what I do with Life Fits, but that's a different podcast. I just got confused. We'll talk to you later in next week or sometime. I don't know when. You've been listening to the PowerCat Overtime Podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. PowerCat Podcast, all rights reserved, gopowercat.com and Spirit Street Publishing. It was a very bright, shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.